I was listening to some podcasts recently, going through maybe 15 or 20 different podcasts that I follow and seeing which ones I need to eliminate, which ones I need to listen to more often, just kind of simplifying, if you will. And I was listening to a podcast by one of my favorite persons on finances, and that's Dave Ramsey. And as something that I've encouraged my family to do for many years, I tried to do myself. And that is whenever someone teaches, whether it be a pundit, a pontificator, someone who's extremely intelligent or someone who is just popular or famous, whatever, or a teacher, a friend, whenever something is taught to my family, I've encouraged each family member to find out for themselves the veracity or the truthfulness of what they are hearing. I've encouraged them to question boldly, to not just simply accept, but to dig in and find out for themselves, for anything, whether it be religious beliefs, political beliefs, historical ideas or thoughts or concepts. I've taught them that truth is something to be discovered. The truth isn't just individual, like I'm living my truth. Well, no. There's such a thing as eternal, long-lasting, enduring truths, and those should be celebrated. That we should discover truth for ourselves, but it's not our truth. That's kind of pompous and perhaps very modern-focused. Uh, presentism, as some people described it. It's so looking at history through our modern lenses and thinking that we know all. Well, enough of that soapboxing, but this is what I thought as I heard something that Dave said. He said, the most important financial tool we have is our income. And I thought, no, that's not true. The most important financial tool we have, other than our complete dependence upon the person that has given us everything that we have, and that's our God, the most important financial tool that he gives us is our financial intelligence. It's not our income. Because you and I both know there's many people that have made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, have a ton of money coming in, but it's not just that little stream of money that comes in or a big stream of money. No, it's how intelligent we are with our finances, making wonderful decisions based on what we've gleaned. You see, financial intelligence helps us so that we can earn a lot of money and spend a lot less money and do so in such a way that we live abundantly. No, it's not our income that is the end-all, be-all. Other people have taught that the most important thing in your finances is a great credit score. Of course, Dave debunks that myth, and I completely agree with that. It's not your credit score that determines that. It's not your credit score that determines your worth in life as well. But it reminded me as I was watching a movie called The Ultimate Gift. My family and I have watched it many times. At the beginning of the movie, there's a billionaire that talks to his grandson after his passing. It's actually a videotape given to his grandson where he can he hears his grandfather say that he lost his fortune, lost and made a fortune about three times. <laughs> I chuckled because I thought, yeah, a lot of intelligent people have had their setbacks, they've had their difficulties, but what you can't take away from them is their financial intelligence. Notice I didn't say their intelligent quotient, but it's their financial intelligence. It's learning how to deal with adversity. It's knowing things like, hey, I'm going to go get a car and I'm going to make sure there's equity in that car when I drive off with a car. And so I probably won't be going to a new car dealership, maybe not even a used car dealership. But when I buy this car, I am going to have checked with Nada, Kelly Blue Book. I'm going to look around and find out exactly how much that car's worth. And then when I begin negotiating, even before I go meet that person, I've already made sure that there's a few hundred dollars in equity or maybe a few thousand in equity. My wife reminded me that a few years back, we needed a minivan 
and we looked around. We found out what we should pay for this minivan. In other words, what is it worth? Not what people are asking for, but what it's worth. And we found one that was two, maybe two, $2,500 below what it was worth, but it was clear five hours away. And so she found a way to get down there. We actually had JetBlue benefits at the time, and she was able to go on a partner airline and flew about 300 miles away from our home to pick up a minivan. The gentleman was so happy that he, she flew down there and he had someone come to his market to buy this vehicle that he dropped the price further. Wow. And you know what? There was a little challenge with the vehicle on the way home. And when he found out about it, he dropped the price even further. My wife reminded me that we saved thousands of dollars on a used vehicle. It wasn't a twenty-five dollars or $30,000 minivan, but it was a few thousand dollar minivan with a price lowered even more because we made sure we used financial intelligence on that decision. Not in every decision, but on that one, we made a good decision. We used our financial intelligence to make sure that we didn't need gap insurance for it, to make sure that we didn't have to finance it for many years. Interesting, huh? I saw an ad come across on my Instagram post the other day, or Instagram feed, and it told me about getting mortgage insurance. And I think it's because I was studying for a certain test and, and uh, it somehow, you know, it followed me around and thought that I wanted mortgage insurance. No, I hate mortgage insurance because mortgage insurance is synonymous with gap insurance. Gap insurance for cars if you overpay and you're seriously in debt on it. And then if you overpay on a home, in other words, you don't have at least 20% equity, then what they like to do is throw mortgage insurance in there. And sometimes it's, you're going to have to deal with it for the first few years. But if after first few years of having a home, you don't have at least 20% equity and no longer need mortgage insurance, then you overpaid. And again, what's a house worth? That's not what an appraiser says. Financial intelligence says, what is a home worth? Well, you can do some Zillow estimates. You can figure things out for yourself and you can go, huh, Am I getting a good value? If I add some paint and put some carpet in and do some other things, will I have such good equity that I can get rid of mortgage insurance pretty darn quickly and save a few hundred bucks a year? Financial intelligence. I've lost it all multiple times. The ultimate gift. These are some of the thoughts that have just been going through my head. Hopefully they help you. Hopefully you understand that loan to value on your home is crucial. How much equity is in that home? versus the loan that you have on it. Loan to value on your car. How much do you owe versus how much is it worth so that you don't need gap insurance, so that you don't go, well, I can't sell this car because I'm in over my head. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from wonderful people. Don't do it anymore. Change your family history, as Dave Ramsey talks about. Good luck.